lovely to see you again on a nice, nice sunny day here in Alberta. I <laughs> uh, hope hope you're doing well today. How you doing? I'm really well, Stu. Thanks a lot. Great to see you as well. And and how are you doing? I'm good. You know, I, I see you as it's almost like we're looking at each other in the same room, but in fact, we're not. We're using technology again. So it's always a little fun to play around with that and uh, come together to record another episode of this podcast. Yeah, thank goodness for these virtual platforms. It's really amazing how much those have come into the forefront over the past 12 months. Obviously, they were there before, but it is amazing to watch how many times, you know, for me, and I know you've had a number of them as well, is how often we can implement this and leverage this to connect with people in both business and personal interactions. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, the last year has definitely been the most time I spent talking to people looking into my phone or my computer for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we discussed uh, off-air what we wanted to talk about today. What what do you want to talk about uh, to the people that are fortunate to listen to us today? Thanks, Stu. Really excited to have our listeners with us tonight and and in this uh, podcast. For those of you who've been with us for a long time and and listened to a lot of these, very grateful once again. And if you're just joining us, we thank you for being a part of this. Our intention right from day one, a few years back when we started this, was to bring forth a conversation and a platform to really connect ideas that are meaningful in our lives, both personally and professionally, and also to give hopefully thoughts and sentiments and ideas that can make us all think. Uh, never do we purport to have all the answers, but hopefully we create conversation and conscious thought. And that's our intentionality as we come through this very, very dynamic time that we're in in our world right now in our generation. And so in thinking about that, Stu, I thought a very viable and timely topic and idea we could talk about in this conversation is forgiveness. And the the real importance that plays, I, I note that there's understandably so a significant amount of frustration and perhaps even despair, uh, some depression, some disillusionment, and people aiming to find their way. Obviously, there's a lot of things to be optimistic about, and, and positivity is, is an opportunity every day. And you and I both are proponents of that. That being said, the reality is, is that we are in a very challenging and trying time. In, in not only some of our own lives, but in the people that we love and care for. And so in talking about forgiveness, sometimes it's the unspoken sentiment that is, it seems like it's an extrinsic uh, situation whereby we look to forgive other people. But I really wanted to start the conversation in this podcast of how we can actually forgive ourselves and why that's so important. Yeah, it's certainly something that I find uh it's certainly not talked about a lot by people and it can always be a struggle to get to that level, especially for males, I find. So why do you think it's so important to talk about forgiveness? Well, forgiveness starts, I believe it starts within. And and a lot of times it's the, it's sometimes the dark shadow that follows us or the negative feelings that we have about ourselves, or perhaps even the, the negative self-talk that is pervasive in things that we do because we beat ourselves up for things of the past. For example, through this very, you know, as I said, lengthy and and dynamic pandemic, some people have deviated from from their habits and subscribed to poor habits. Uh, People perhaps have lost contact. People maybe even lost their will or rhythm to, to stay in an exercise program or keep some rhythm going. And what can happen 
is that in those conversations that we have with ourselves and that self-dialogue, we can end up beating ourselves up and we can end up blaming ourselves or feeling we're unworthy or almost just having, you know, almost a, a disgusted feel about how can we allow ourselves to get to this level? And so forgiveness really starts with that journey within and having an opportunity. Why is it so important you talked about? Well, because in order to forgive anything outside of us, we have to truly be able to forgive that is that that's within us. And if if we do that, we actually lead to self-freedom. And if we don't, what happens? It perpetuates in a cycle. And so every time we're triggered by something that's negative or something that perhaps we don't feel good about ourselves in terms of our personal, our health, our relationships, we end up perpetuating a cycle that puts us down, that has a negative self-image of ourselves, our confidence falls, and our esteem suffers. And so having that process of forgiving ourselves first, I think puts ourselves in position to then undoubtedly forgive things that are beyond us, whether it be people, events, or thoughts that we have. As, as I'm just listening to you, this this uh, whole topic really hits close to home. I feel like I was a constant, uh, you know, blame blamer of myself and really negative about myself a lot of the time growing up where something wouldn't go quite as I planned and that would kind of throw me off the rails. And when you mentioned we were talking about forgiveness, it's surprising. I didn't even think of that anymore just because I feel like I've come a long way. I thought I thought it was more of about just forgiveness of other people. But it's interesting to think that it, it encompasses so much. It really does. Yeah. It, and, it, and it's rooted in this whole idea of compassion is when we do have compassion for ourselves, we can have that dialogue that says, hey, look, you know, you're doing the best you can. You had a setback. And I've always said to the comebacks always greater than the setback. And we'll all have setbacks and that's just life. But when we come from a place of self-compassion, what that does, it leads to freedom. So compassion leads to freedom. Why? Because we're no longer shackled by an idea, a narrative, or an even an institution within ourselves that we're less than, or that we've made an egregious mistake in life that we can never come back from. Sure, there's things that people do and and things that they're not proud of. And, and I think to this conversation right here, shame is a big one, Stu. Yeah. When people feel shame and feel embarrassed about themselves, sometimes that can last for many, many years. And then they aim to try to unpack that in their later years. And by that time, it's never too late. It's just too hard. It's, it becomes very hard at that time. So this element of compassion leading to freedom allows you to then become the best version of yourself. When we release ourselves from that own prison, so to speak, of negativity, and a lack of deservability, we can become our best selves. Nelson Mandela, an icon of our generation, Stu, he was jailed for 27 years for opposing apartheid in South Africa. He was released in 1990 after 27 years of imprisonment. And it was an interesting story about him as, as he was leaving the prison, a, a famous quote, uh, he was leaving the jail. And it, it was a, a walk along a, a gravel road and out the gates. And this is what he said, Nelson Mandela, as I walked out of the door toward my freedom, I knew that if I did not leave all the anger, hatred, and bitterness behind, I would still be in prison. 
So, so you talk about someone who was at, at the height of oppression and could have internalized so much, recognize that in that initial walk, in that, in that one or 200 yards he had to those gates that would give him his literal freedom for the rest of his life, he knew that he had to leave behind the hatred, the bitterness, and anger, perhaps not only to other people, but perhaps within himself as well. And so when we do create that compassion and pathway to liberation, we can become the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. What, what do you think was the driving force behind him being able to come out of that situation and really leave that all behind? I mean, you sort of touched on sort of the basis of it, but it's really remarkable to come out of that and really have like no anger towards other people. How do you, how do you think someone gets to that point? It's a great question. A lot of times, uh, the initial phases do, you know, it, it does require one to really self-reflect on a greater level, Stu, when one is connected to purpose and one is connected to conviction and why they are living, you have a greater propensity to put energy towards that rather than living within the story of the past that could hold you back. So I think in Mandela's case, he was very clear on his purpose of wanting to make a difference for his the people of his country and the world at large. And so when he got connected, when he was connected to that, again, that purpose, that became larger than anything else. So he was able to go through the process of compassion and forgiveness to then put himself in the very best position to serve the world. So what what would you think would be some of the benefits of reaching that point uh, for someone? Yes, you, you're kind of feeling like a clear head, but is there other benefits you're getting from finally reaching a level of forgiveness for yourself and forgiveness of other people in your life? When you get from a point of pain, which a lot of times forgiveness is required, when you can actually forgive yourself for pain that either you've in, inflicted upon yourself or perhaps even other people have, when you can move from that pain to presence, that's when the game changes. Now, when you're present, you can make a choice. And when that choice happens, you can focus on the here and now. And I will say, in terms of your question, is that when we can get to a point of presence, we can let go of trying to reshape the past. We can't control it. It's something that's happened. So when you become present, you become very powerful because we now have the power of present choice. We can choose our attitude. We can choose the direction we want to travel in. We can also choose to recover and, and be compassionate towards ourselves and re-energize so that we're ready for the next step. But this element of being present beyond the pain is truly one of the great benefits to forgiveness. Because if pain becomes the driving force and fuel of our reality, we often get trapped in a scarcity mindset and we're always chasing a reality or a life or a purpose that we never catch. And I've often said, when you chase something, you eventually become the hunted. It hunts you down. So in terms of being present and knowing what our purpose is and the difference we want to make, and most importantly, who we're becoming, that is where that process of forgiveness can serve us because it does allow us to step into the present state and move forward from there. 
that's certainly, I think, very relatable to anybody who's, you know, dealing with all kinds of feelings in this pandemic that never seems to want to end. It's, uh, you can certainly find yourself, uh, dealing with too many negative thoughts or too many, uh, you know, things trying to overcome. And it's, it's, uh, a nonstop catch up for a lot of things when you think, okay, I have all this time on myself. Now I'm going to do this. And then if that doesn't happen, it's a constant like, okay, well, how do I recover from that? And I feel like talking about this is really important right now. It is, you know, and, and the human condition looks for opportunity and process and the next step. The human condition is also very hard on ourselves. And so to your point, through this time that we've been in, there's many instances where we get caught up in that cycle that I talked about of being really hard on ourselves. And this isn't to say for a second that we shouldn't demand the best of ourselves. We still have to work hard. We got to show up. You've got to be gritty. You've got to be willing to go the distance. And some days are going to be harder than others. That's just part of the game of life. That being said, in that journey and in that path, we have to think what's going to serve us best. Is it a process by which we're putting ourselves down and thinking negatively of ourselves? Or is the higher investment opportunity of having that compassion, of going through a process of saying, hey, you made a mistake but that mistake doesn't define you. This is a key point. If we're defined by those things that have happened that weren't perhaps connected or aligned with who we are, if we start believing that, how are we supposed to encourage or even support other people? So that self-compassion of recognizing the mistake doesn't define us, the comeback does. I'll say that again. The mistake does not define us. The comeback does. And I would encourage all our listeners to think about a comeback that you've made. Maybe it was many years ago. Maybe it's right now. Maybe it's during this pandemic. Maybe it's still to come. But I'd also like to remind us to say, you know, when you think about that comeback, whether it's happened or it's going to happen or it's currently happening, think about what you're truly made of. What is it that's going to define your story? If there was a film made about your comeback, what would it look like? What would be the soundtrack? Who would play your part? What would be the ending? This is the possibility that's before us. This isn't to say it's not going to, you know, each day is going to be easy and things are going to flow like we always want them to, like you had alluded to before. But once we forgive ourselves and recognize that from this point forward, the present, that we have a shot at the future, we've now liberated the power within us to become the best version of ourselves and and that's my greatest hope for everyone listening here and beyond. Yeah, just as you're talking there, it's I was just visualizing everything you were saying and visualizing a comeback for myself. And hopefully the listeners got that too and kind of got fired up as much as I did. Um, is there any other practices that you'd want to leave everyone with sort of day-to-day to work on forgiveness of themselves? Thanks, Stu. I would say each day, think about something that you'd like to forgive of yourself. And what I call is kind of watching game film is if each day you can kind of start the day or even end the day for that matter and say, you know what, maybe I could have spoken a little differently in this regard. Maybe I could have done this a little bit differently. Maybe I could have made a a better choice at, at, at dinner time. Maybe I could have spoken a bit more kindly in this regard. Maybe I could have been a bit more patient is each day have a practice of forgiveness of something that occurred. I would also align that with gratitude. And making sure that 
we're taking time to be grateful for who we are and who we're becoming. Because when we forgive ourselves and we're grateful for ourselves, we can be both of that to other people. We can forgive others and we can be grateful for that which is beyond us. So that's one practical step. Another one would be journaling. People who enjoy writing is actually write a letter or write a a memoir to yourself. Could be at the end of each month and just forgiving those things that you feel that you misstepped on. Because once again, if you allow them to define you, that will be the author of your story. Let's change that script. Let's become the authors of our own story and recognize those are things that have happened. That's not who we are. And so as we step forward into the time and space that we can really make a difference for ourselves and those other people around us, that's where our true freedom is going to lie. And I, again, I want to say this. I wish that for all of us, when the cycle does arise, embrace it. It will come. That's life. But each day is an opportunity to really release that and step into the light of gratitude, compassion, power, purpose. Yeah, that's another. You always find the best way to end these uh, podcasts, Raj, with a great motivating <laughs> talk at the end. So I want to thank you again for joining me today. And uh, thank you to the listeners for uh, going along the ride before us. Stu, thanks a lot. And I really appreciate all the listeners being with us on this particular topic of forgiveness. It's an important one at this time. And we encourage all of you to go through that process. We send our best thoughts. And once again, thanks for being with us.